That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, the most thorough, well-rounded, and consistent Batman podcast there is, with industry guest interviews, new comic book reviews, as well as old story arc reviews, movies, animation, video games, collectibles, and everything imaginable from Batman and the DC universe. So definitely subscribe to Bat Force Radio over on iTunes and SoundCloud. And welcome to Gotham City. And here's part two of our exclusive interview, After Hours, with Sean Murphy and the Bat Force. Yes, sir. Uh, where do you guys think, uh, where do you, in your opinion, where do you, some podcasts get it wrong? Like, what are you guys trying to do? Well, I don't know I why Kevin Smith still calls his podcast Fat Man on Batman. With we got, well, he doesn't <laughs> talk about Batman at all now. Nah, we got no. like three fat mans talking about Batman, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, you know, Sean, it's the thing that I think that that we pride ourselves in is, you know, we're fans first and um, we don't really view ourselves as press or media. We we approach it as a bunch of nerds that somehow felt ass backwards with the correct connections to be able to have the ability to to interview or just not interview, like talk to people we admire. Yeah. Yeah. This is these are questions, you know, this is our opportunity for like what would fans ask the creator that they get their hands on. So it's it's strange because there's a lot of, uh, if you want a comic podcast, nerd podcast, whatever they are, uh, so many of them are super over objective and like nothing against anyone who who puts the word structured, but just really, (laughs) you know, just uh, really just draw into the facts and over analyzing everything. We always wanted a clubhouse, you know, we outside of this, we talk about everything. We have a lot of different diverse and, and crazy lives, but this, you know, yeah. we, we love Batman and we love people in the industry who put a lot of work in, you know, such as yourself and Steiner and everyone. And, uh, and I, I think I think we pride ourselves of just keeping it really authentic, genuine and fun. And we always say it's Batman DC podcast with no limits. And we mean that with no limits because there's no restraints. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're independent and we're fun and honest. We don't give a fuck. And we love people who are passionate in the industry. I mean, we try and create an atmosphere where it's just like if you're sitting around with your buddies talking. Yeah, like and not eating talk. soup pizza, right, Trunks? Yeah. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, someone, someone may, may be partaking in it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's I'm trying to, trying to think of something Chicago does well besides crime. Definitely not football. Chicago gave us the show Perfect Strangers. It, oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's Falky. Yeah. Hot yeah. dogs. I guess Chicago, has, Sean, Chicago Sean hasn't are, recovered since Jordan retired. Oh, no. <laughs> they did have Jordan and Pippen. They did. Yeah. Scott, please tell me you don't put ketchup on your hot dog. Uh, I do a little bit. Mostly mustard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Hang up on him. Yeah, but he's Hang not from Chicago, stuff. Trunks. You know? Otherwise, all right. Otherwise, he'd be violating. You know? Yeah. Like, you need the onions and all. Thank like, you. the Manhattan style hot dog. Oh, the yeah, dirty the, hot dog uh, water. Dirty water yeah. dog. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, I, I think what the guys were trying to to get at <laughs> earlier was, um, do, do you want to be in the Bat Force with us? <laughs> <laughs> mem- mem- membership comes with a free T-shirt. So <laughs> dude, keep that in mind. Dude, he, he, I also guys... get to read the comics a week early. You know, yeah, yeah. he gets to create the comics that. you read early. Too. I know. I, I can I can tell you what a sequel would look like already. <laughs> yeah. It'd be That's cool to be in a club where Dan DiDio and Jason Satham are in it. Oh, right. Those kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. All you got to do is just come every once a week, you know, just, uh, just hang out, talk about it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. That's you funny. I've been, I've been uh, a couple of podcasts I listen to. I'm like, what? where is your – why isn't this organized? Where is your branding? You're all over the place. Like you're tagging me. You talk about my book for a minute. Um, some of them do like an entire breakdown. This one podcast, I don't know where it was. They did an entire breakdown of issue seven. 
but said, I haven't read anything except for issue one. Oh, God. And like, well, what? Spending 45 minutes telling me about stuff you haven't been researching at all. Like, who's listening to that, you know? Yeah. Dude. We... <laughs> We we go after we go after the guests that I mean it's like it's not like we're given a list we go after who we want to talk to basically yeah. because we we're loving what they're doing or uh, you know we were inspired by something they've done or it's, it's, so basically that's just what we do you know we want to talk to you because we want to because yeah. you know we read this is basically since ish, ah, even before that you know your stuff on uh, punk rock Jesus Tokyo Tokyo Ghost was when we were like holy fucking shit. Yeah. This is crazy shit. And you know, we were like, hopefully this guy works on Batman again, something more. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about Tokyo Ghost, like we could have done a whole podcast on that. Yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about that. We we were like before you came on, we were like, man, yeah. you know, we could talk about everything he's done up until White Knight. But yeah. technically we're a Batman podcast, so we really should plug what he's doing for Batman. Yeah. So let's not yeah. be selfish and go that route. So. <laughs> no, yeah. and, and, and and we do tend to talk a lot in general. Like we we yeah. obviously have to cut this out of episodes, but sometimes when when we're doing review episodes, we're like, "Jesus Christ, we just talked about the new issue of White Knight for an hour." Yeah, yeah I don't mind. <laughs> 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 like, so to be honest, anytime that your book came out, um, you know, we get access to every issue out that week for whatever DC's putting out. But if it was a White Knight week, you know, we would talk White Knight, and uh-huh. if Batman came out, we'd do that, and that's it, because we'd spend so much time on White Knight. We're like, yeah. uh. Justice League's out, but fuck it. Let's just talk about White That's Knight. That's true, because Robin was yeah. like, uh, which one should we go with first? I'm like, dude, throw White Knight on the grill, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, <laughs> give, give the people what they want, man. Cook a lot of White Knight at this cookout. As, <laughs> as, uh, as, 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 next time, we, we'll meet at a convention and do this in person. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, New yeah. York Comic Con, I'm coming. No, but not Chicago, right? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, uh, you, you gotta get booked for Fan Expo in Toronto. Yeah, I heard that's a big one. Um, yeah. The biggest show in Canada, right? Yeah, and yeah one, yeah, one of the biggest in North America lately, and there's huge DC presence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always, I like interviews that are done face to face. I think there's something about the inflection and being there and, and all that. But I know it's really hard because traveling is expensive. Yeah. And In a perfect world, we would have like our own channel. Like we entertained the idea before, but I don't like the quality that comes with those programs when it's like your screen, then this person's screen. And, you know, yeah, ideally yeah. it would be like something out of Comic yeah. Book Man, which would really be cool. But, uh, but yeah, we are yeah. scattered. But, uh, it works you know, it's out. funny. I, I really enjoy comic book men. You know, that, when that came out, people were like, "Oh, this is making us look bad." And I'm like, "No, that's how most of us are." <laughs> yeah. uh, but I learned so much stuff that I should know about comics. Like, yeah. I can't believe they haven't talked about the Batman water pistol on that show. Yeah, no one's brought it in yet. I'm so buying that now. I'm tracking <laughs> one of those. Down. You're maybe if if you get the opportunity, Dan. If he if you give Sean the opportunity. Maybe Batman may have one of those pistols and have yeah. to use it. Mm. I think it'll come out if there's a sequel. He'll pull it out of the back of his, his belt, maybe. I was wondering yeah. what <laughs> back of his belt. Or maybe Joker steals his belt and Joker's going through. He doesn't know what, nothing's labeled, so he's just reaching into pouches. And he pulls out one of those and he's like, what? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Dude, you, you, your mind must be flooded with ideas now after after the wrap up of this book. I can imagine, like, so, any, uh, no, so honestly, many different directions you could go in at this point. Yeah. You know, honestly, the the thing right now is I'm wondering if I did a sequel, like, what could I do that would um, turn, like, flip the tables on everything, like the first one did. And I, again, I'm not. I don't think I'm a great writer. I think that I can take a B script and turn it into an A book because I just I can draw my way out of you know, potholes. Um, so I think that my asset is that I can sort of fix my mistakes with the, with the art. Um, so I'm not claiming to be a, a good writer by any means, but I'm trying to think what I could do that would unhinge everything, like that I did the first time around. You know, like the cars, maybe some aerial vehicles too. Just uh, yeah, maybe boats next time. <laughs> yeah, I, when I met you the first time at Barnes and Noble, you were like, "Yeah, I love drawing cars and boats." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boats yeah. would really be cool." Because you don't see that much in comic books, I suppose. So. Yeah, because drawing water is a pain. And honestly, most artists don't even like drawing cars and streets and stuff. You, you so. know who did it? Ama- well, of course he did. But uh, zero year, Greg Capullo, when he drew that little, uh, I don't even know what you like were going to call it. Like a tumbler? No, not a tumbler. It, it was a bat pod? A, it was like a, a bat pod on water. Oh, this guy is so fucking good at design, too. Like, the way he yeah. he designed the big, it. big yeah. circle wheel in the front. Yeah, before yeah. the before the big storm hit, 
there was that bad some kind of vehicle on water and he just it, the design was so clever i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing my, my editors were on me i'm hearing sirens i'm assuming that's chicago no it's, <laughs> oh, that's, chirac that's bro that's new york that's because, me <laughs> uh, because real men because real men live in chicago you know because uh, okay. yeah. real men don't need fire trucks for their fires they just let it <laughs> <No>. burn <laughs> hell yeah as as a way of doing market research, I am curious to know like what do you why do you think this book took off like what is it exactly because I mean like you guys knew about my stuff in Tokyo Ghost but not a lot yeah. of people really read that and I think Batman sort of put me on the radar but it's such a it's a it's almost like a teardown of Batman like it shouldn't yeah. work and I'm surprised people were into it I thought that I would be sh I should have been safer and just written like a traditional Batman story. Well, I think, you know, from the response that we get from the followers that we have when we post your stuff, you know, because you, like you say, we're a little biased because we liked you before and we knew what you were capable of artistically and, as well as as well as writing wise because of punk rock Jesus and other things. But um, from the feedback that we've gotten and we've seen is to be like 100 percent. The first thing is your art. Yes. So absolutely. We'll post we'll post panels. And what's cool about the app where DC sends us um, the issues is, you know, we could save it to our phones and it's the raw art. We don't have the word bubbles or captions. Yeah. It just lets us save raw art. So we'll post like raw art on our stories. And I swear every and I think I tagged you on Twitter one time. Every time we do that, just at least 10 DMs. What book is this? What art is this from? What what story is? Is this a comic? So number one, what draws people in is yeah. you drawing Batman the way you do because it hasn't been done that way in that style. Um, right. And the second is the connection of the characters that you kind of are able to. I mean, it's your love. It's your love of these characters from your influence of the animated series and some of the films. And that's what other people are attracted to but number three and i think this is what keeps people is that you're challenging the identities of some of these characters you're challenging of the, the right. understanding of of the mythos of batman of of the story of the timeline and it works you know it's just you found a way to make it refreshing but it also connects and it makes sense so people are reading there's number one they're seeing art that they've never fucking seen before can never you know how this is amazing right number two you know, they see the things that they like, which you kind of put in there. And number three, they're seeing something brand new that that is something that challenges them, but they like it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, just to piggyback on that, you know, I think, um, you know, with what Jack Napier is doing and how he's doing it when when he is Jack Napier, he's actually using the law. He's actually mm -hmm. using, you know, civil authority mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's challenging Batman in a different way that hasn't really... You don't see that a lot. It's even challenging James Gordon. Yeah. And yeah. It, it creates that tension. And that yeah. tension builds and builds and builds and builds. For me, I really like that. I really yeah. like the the real-life aspect, like what I told you, how the Batman fun kind of indemnifies the city and the people whenever he goes out and destroys things. Right. That's never been brought up, and and I thought that was very very clever. I, I love that, and I I really do think that that component is going to be used by other writers, you know, down yeah. the road. I mean, honestly, but, and this isn't false modesty. Like I, when I was putting the story together, I feel like I was sort of picking stuff that sort of already been done. I think that they have addressed collateral damage in Batman in, in different ways. I think Joker's been cured at least twice before. You know, Batman's always going off, flying off the handle. Gordon's always being pressured how long to go along with it. Like, I, I feel like what I did was took some of the greatest hits and sort of tweaked them a bit and sort of reframed some of them. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was but, surprised because I don't read a lot of comics how many things I thought I created other people had already done. So I was sort of worried, like, oh, man, I'm going to be accused of swiping this or that. <laughs> I think what you said about the reframing of things is is a lot of what it is. I work in a comic shop, and I get to actually turn people on to the book every day. And uh, it's as simple as you know, asking someone, are you reading White Knight? And they say, no, what's that about? And all you have to give them is, loosely based in the animated series universe, Joker is cured of everything that makes him Joker, and he decides that Batman is the problem with Gotham, sets out to take him down using politics and the legal system. See, that, that sounds like, it's a Batman book about politics. 
Like, I can imagine being at a Warner Brothers meeting, and they're like, all right, let's do an animated movie. Tell us about your book. And I can imagine the meeting going downhill pretty quickly. Because yeah. I know how suits are. Like, all right, well, Batman's not really in it for the first part. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, but the Joker's in it. And they're like, okay. But he's not the Joker. He's not even wearing makeup. And they're like, okay, so he's just a guy? I'm like, yeah. And um, it's basically a political thriller. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're like, there's four strikes against it right away. And that's yeah. just not something that... <clears throat> Uh, the suits want to hear, you know. But you know what? That's what, the problem with the suits is they're yeah. not in touch with what people are enjoying. Yeah, and the, thankfully the they didn't. They weren't ed- there for eight months. The, the suits want to edit out the mustache on uh, Batman as well. Yeah. Guys, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. like you mentioned, you know, you feel like you had those strikes against you, but there's one thing that you had on your side. It's your fucking art. And it's just, you know, like you said, no matter what, you're going to have your art to if yeah. you feel like you have to have you can draw yeah. yourself at anything. And and the thing that the people mm-hmm. see first is, you know, the words are there. But the first thing that, that strikes them is the art. And they've never seen Batman drawn like this. They've never seen. Well, it's it's other- funny. I because uh, I mean, I most of my career has been spent sort of, you know, forcing my way uphill. You know, I, I, I've been a DC guy exclusive for years and I'm not, I don't have a house style. I mean, I was under the wing of Karen Berger. I was a Vertigo guy. Like, I don't know how I managed to stick around without the help of Scott Snyder. I mean, I I enjoy drawing the way I draw, but I don't blame people who look at it and go, "Yeah, this is this is different." Like, it's not an easy sell. There's there's lines everywhere. It's over rendered in times. Um, but I, I can, if I was going to build a Batman project, I wouldn't. Ask, if I was going to build a Batman book that was for new readers, I would not put me on that book because I, yeah. I honestly don't. It's such a curveball for people. They're like, what am I looking at? So like, I, I don't know. And I'm not trying to like elicit, you know, positive yeah. feedback from you guys. Like I'm genuinely just, I'm sort of, I'm still in that shock effect of yeah. people doing so well. The last issue isn't out yet. You guys have read it. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what made it work because I'm you know, sort of trying to deal with a sequel yeah. at some point. It's, it's lightning in a bottle, you know. Sometimes it's the right place, right time. And you, you had a story come around when um, there's, you know, they got the Batman Catwoman thing going on on this side over here with Tom. And, yeah. you know, Scott's doing his metal thing. Yeah. Um, Tynan was wrapping up Detective. Detective was doing it. It was all, all like really heavy continuity stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, we, need, we need a little break. A, yeah. We need to go off road. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, you're on, you you're, on your, you're on your own island where you don't have to read any of that other stuff to understand what you're doing. Yeah. You know what? Um, another thing we didn't mention, but I've been hearing a lot about is uh, people are really excited to see this Harley. Back. Exactly. Myself being one of but I've been hearing that across the board. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Angel Young, who's like a really hardcore uh, nice. yeah. Harley fan out of the Cat Force. She was like ecstatic to have like Harley Quinn back yeah. the way you know we remember. Yeah. Her. I mean, honestly, like when I was putting the book together, I was breaking it down. Like, okay, I people will like this idea, but a lot of people won't. Like politics is is gonna not be for everybody, but Batmobiles are for everybody. And I, I kind of was trying to think about you know my ten different types of readers and where they where I'd start to lose some, where I would regain some. The Harley fans would be happy, but you know would they be okay with the artwork? You know I don't really draw like a TNA type of Harley or artwork in general. You know so I was just trying to gauge the chessboard in a way. And it's you, you know what else was really good and made it stick out even more, which I really love, is your stylized rogues gallery, mm. which is really yeah. important. Because if you look across the board at continuity of made books, yeah. they're all like the same. Like you have amazing artists hop on and draw amazing images of all of, all of the Batman's villains, but you were able to stylize them. And like, you know, I'm a big Ivy guy and having that, that green long coat or robe and everything. And oh, yeah. Hopping around on vines. That was just, yeah. you know, I really, that drags you into this new, it, it, it felt like a, like yeah, you know have the animated series and, and all these other influences, but it also felt like a really nice fresh take on everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a breath of fresh air with the rogues guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Sean, I think you have a good instinct, and my advice would be just go with your instinct because you yeah. have a really good instinct for being your first time writing a Batman mm-hmm. story. I, I would give it, and, you know, uh, yeah. eleven, a lot of eleven out of ten <laughs> barbecue <laughs> sandwiches, you know. <laughs> And, and, and don't forget credibility, because here's the thing. The last panel where Bruce reveals himself, I don't necessarily know how I felt about that yet, yeah. but you've gained my trust through eight issues. Yeah. So I'm like, I trust you to handle this well. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see where this is going because you've you've kind of you've proven yourself as a writer at this point to, to yeah. so many people. So It's funny. You, know, you have to factor in it. I talk to, to Scott a lot about writing, and it's just like, I look at him and I see, you're a real writer. You can crank out five <laughs> 
of these issues a month. You can break down, you can listen to a script and immediately pinpoint, like, I can put together a script, but it's going to take me a year to do it. And I can only do one. You know, like, I can kind of tune it into order. But I know my, my weakness as a writer is, um, like, the first pitch, the first drafts are, are not good. But I think that I can tweak it in a way and sort of save the rest with the artwork. And that's something that writers can't do, you know? Um, and one thing um, that I was trying to focus on was trying to do write pages that writers don't know how to write. For example, um, there's a point where the EMP goes off and uh, Gotham goes dark. So I had this page where Gordon is chasing Batman in the Keaton Mobile. And there, it's just this artistic page, floating panels, Batman's dazed and confused. And Gordon's shifting, you know, kick bump starting the car to get it working again. I think the asset of being a writer artist is I know how to make that art work. But most writers don't know how to write that script. Like they might kind of know the feelings they want, but you really need to talk to your artist to be able to pull off that kind of a scene. And I'm not saying I do everything right, because there's a lot of mistakes that I wish I could go back and fix. But I remember thinking like, I might not ever be as good as Scott Snyder, but I, I know how to drive my art in ways that he doesn't. You know, be careful because uh, I know, you know, you got your art, you got your writing, but have you seen some of the stuff that Tom King's been putting on those sketch covers, man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> watch, better, better watch your job, Sean. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Tom, oh, man, I love Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing with Scott is like, yeah, he, he's a great writer, but he also, I think he d- second guesses himself a lot too with his writing because he, yeah. he thinks so much about what he's doing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you just, you know. He gets stuck in like his head. Said, just let him, like yeah. when we, yeah. we've, we've talked to Scott a bunch. I mean, we jokingly call Scott Snyder our best friend writer. He, he, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a guy that lives in his head, man. Yeah. And yeah. that's where those stories come from is he, he, it's like a pressure cooker up there, you know, that he's right. gone through everything 10 times over and that's yeah. what the stuff comes out of. And yeah. as you could tell, you know, his writing, his writing is deep and it's, it, it's, uh, and, and he really wants people to like the stuff he's doing yeah. too. He's really very passionate yeah, about, he comes from, you know, he's like, he talks about all the time. I was a fan first. So I want to, I want to make sure that, you know, what I'm doing is respectful to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Now Scott's got that down like he really is a fan first and a writer and the savior of dc yeah. second you know yeah. the story the story has your personality where it's kind of like a fuck you this is what i'm doing and that's like hopping in that car and going yeah. man you well, know? it's because you know I, I read i read your responses on twitter and stuff like that and i mean followed you for a while and and i feel like i have a sense of kind yeah, of your yeah. personality and stuff like that and this book was like oh this is sean this is totally him. Especially, yeah. you know, I, I love the part, you know, like what you talked about where Mr. Freeze was like, I'm, I'm done with the the, the, the the puns, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> that's to me, I mean, keep going with that instinct. Thanks. Yeah. That was the one thing that I didn't know if any writers were doing was writing about politics. Um, and I just, you know, I, listen, I used to listen to Charlie Rose before that shit hit the fan. Oh, man. Um, and you know, I was so fascinated by that, and I wanted to try to talk about complicated politics in comics, but in a fun way that doesn't take sides, you know? And it, it's yeah. it's cool to see, like, you know, obviously, uh, you're writing it, so what better person to get the imagery across than the person who's fucking writing it? But, yeah. like, I think it was issue two or three where uh, Duke was uh, doing the rally, in, yeah. uh, and then you see Joker, or... I'm sorry, Napier come out and he's got yeah. like a cape. It's a, I think it was the banner, the big red banner yeah. that flew over the back of him like a cape. Yeah. And we were talking that day that we were going over that issue. We were like, fuck, man, this looks like some Che Guevara shit, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very I, sick. It's very yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, by design, I told Matt, like, I wanted red. I wanted it to be like kind of scary communist type colors. But um, like, I wanted people to be afraid of what he was going to say. But in the end, Jack actually says a lot of sense, sensible things you know <laughs> you put duke into this into a completely different version obviously than than what scott had yeah he's like on some mr t shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah duke is basically like uh luke cage basically in white knight oh cool um, yeah well i was doing that other book he's scott. duke cage in batman uh 27 one of the futures future versions of batman i think it's like blade runner batman they had a robin and i was like we there's so many white people in batman i'm gonna make a black robin so I drew him to be African-American. I took a photo and I tweeted it. And I'm like, well, if people love this, DC just has to let me make Robin Black. DC got swamped with uh, emails all of a sudden. And they're like, what did you do? You just like <laughs> created a Black Robin? 
or African American Robin, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. There's tons of white people in the Batcave. Like, how about I, what's wrong with Black Robin? And they're like, first of all, stop calling him Black Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I created him. Like, I can call him what I want. Um, Dude, I, I have I have that page right here. He's on like that Green Goblin yeah. flying uh, thing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted um, I didn't know if they were gonna go with that. I remember Scott helped me get out of that. He helped me. He he took my idea of african-american robin and made it um worked it in as duke uh yeah. so but i really i kind of had my own idea for what what duke should be and uh, I, my plan was to eventually have him be in a, a gto car and he would be the new robin like they would just start calling him robin um but i, I don't know i didn't cool. seem to have room for it in the end <laughs> but he's wearing well, robin colors like he wears the yellow and the red like he's dressed like robin in subtle ways well that, that could work if you if you do a uh, a sequel because you know you say or duke says that you know there's no one else besides the cop there's no one else that they hate more and than batman and where yeah. his neighborhood is yeah. and that would be kind of interesting to see him kind of change their opinion yeah, yeah. and change no, his allegiance yeah no it's funny uh you asked me if i changed my scripts after i listened to reviews and that was one case where i think someone who this reviewer loved the book, but he said that he didn't think White Knight was very fair to, to minorities. So I shot him a DM. I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to know like, what you're thinking or what can I do to like fix this? Can I do this with Duke later on? And, you know, he was he told me some of his concerns. Um, one of the biggest was I don't think Duke is stupid enough to actually believe Jack Napier. So I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. So I had that scene in the end where Duke's interviewed and he's like, oh, I always knew. Of course, he's a joker, kind of. But at the same time, you know, I knew that he could help me with my own agenda and, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. So I really wanted he to... He was using that. Joker just as much as Joker was using him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just out of curious, because you worked with him, did you, like, uh, talk to Remender about, like, what you were trying to do with White Knight at all? No. No, Rick uh, does... He was uh, confused and annoyed why I would go back to Big Two. Uh, he's like he's a maverick too, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Honestly, like I get along. Rick and I have probably similar personalities more so than Scott and I. Like I get where Rick is coming from. We're both like yeah. big Henry Rollins fans, and you know. Mm. But uh, I, I was like, man, you know, Rick, you got to, you can do five issues a month. You got to do Avengers. You got to do your, you know, cor- yeah. corporate shit. I didn't, you know. And yeah. Like leave me alone, man. Like. <laughs> I don't regret That's it at awesome. all. I mean, just the, the value of original art with Batman on it is, you know, I think I out-earned Rick Remender this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could... He, they, that take does. that, Rick. Take that, Rick. They've been trying, <laughs> they've been trying to get him to do one, a Batman story, that is, and he was always like, yeah. oh, I mean, maybe one day, it's not the time. He's, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, like you said, he did what he wanted. Now he's doing what he wants, and it's fucking good yeah. shit, so... Yeah. yeah. Class is mm. amazing. Yeah, and no, Rick cracked the yeah. code. I mean, he's, um... Yeah, I'm really lucky to have him as a a partner and obviously we have Tokyo Ghost together and some interest in Hollywood between him, Millar and Snyder. I think I have like some of the three most successful writers kind of helping me out. Mm, but yeah, no, Rick crazy. didn't want me to, he didn't like seeing me go to DC to, to go back to the corporate team as it were. Would you ever consider an, an ongoing? I don't think I could do that. Um, right. I think that what you saw with White Knight was basically the Netflix model. So you, <clears throat> have you know 10 episodes of stranger things and then you you wait you wait a whole year you get another dose at halloween and people are happy to wait as long as you make it good and they know to come back and they can binge when it's time i think um like just send me off to my island give me time to do it the right way and you know i don't think it's necessarily helpful to always be available i like kind of disappearing for a while and coming back with something new like dave Chappelle. yeah (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to be kevin hearted no (laughs) both of those guys could could play uh, black robin by the way or duke (laughs) dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) well he's buff now so yeah that's right yeah he was jack holy shit <laughs> the Steph Curry rape. Like, pe- yeah. like <laughs> peanut butter and crack sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Things you don't know about me, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Putting up real numbers. <laughs> well, hey, hard work pays off, doesn't it? You did your research. You fuck. You grinded it for what a year and a half. Yeah. You know, you 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 did it. You put the work and in, you, man. It wasn't just. And yeah. you gave it your price. Earned. It was. <laughs> Yeah, you slapped your fucking list on. The is table, there a you know? just to, to be humble for a minute? Is there anything you guys can be honest? Is there anything that you think I could have enhanced for? Yeah, for like I, mean, I, I didn't want to say anything, but give me some more baby doll next time. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a really uh, good big, question. Big spoon, yeah. little spoon with Crocs. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, I, like coming from the guy uh, who I, you know, what got me into Batman was uh, the Tim Burton stuff. So 89 and Batman Returns. Right. Yeah. Um, the, and then and then right after that, I got the animated series that just kind of kept the uh, the yeah. IV in my veins. Right. <laughs> so this book, like start to finish, uh, was n- I never expected I'd be able to get this. Like, you know, it's it's like, holy shit, this is amazing because it's the comic stuff but it's marrying the animated series and the movie stuff um for me dude like i thought it was perfect so if i were to change something the only thing i really heard was it it wasn't like anyone having any issue with with uh what you were doing or um sat you know resounding people crying out but i did hear people say like oh my god like what's he gonna do with jason if there's a part two you know is selena gonna come (laughs) in in part two all right actually well i like not to critique, but I. But as far as um, suggestions yeah. now, it's more like after that. seeing this, now I want to see a Sean Murphy hush. Now I want to see a Sean Murphy Red Hood. Now I want to see somebody <laughs> bring the phantasm yeah. into back yeah. into comic books. Oh, you know? or, now, now or, we want to. Or Doctor Strange, I think. Ooh. Oh, you mean you Hugo guys. Strange? Hugo Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Doctor Strange. The <laughs> I mean, it, I guess Hugo crossover. Hugo, Hugo Strange. Strange. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about um, you guys, but I'm I'm more interested in uh, uh, Sean um, expanding uh, Thomas Wayne's story, maybe like 40 years earlier or something. Yeah, I did love that you didn't do the whole alleyway murder scene that's been done <laughs> every oh, Batman story. That was just done again recently. I mean, so what was it that just came? Do out? we have to see that in every book? <laughs> that reminds me though. <laughs> Thing, one moment of relief that I had throughout the series was there was that moment where it felt like it was doing similar to what yeah the the Telltale series we talked about yeah it, it looked like you were going the road of yeah secretly yeah. Thomas was actually a shitty person and we're gonna learn about yeah. that yeah no that was really bad luck when that started coming out and um because even Telltale stuff now with Joker and Batman in the Batmobile talking. And yeah, I saw yeah. that. I'm like, Jesus. And they even labeled it like White Knight something something, a telltale. I'm like, really, guys? You... <laughs> they, they probably got a bug planted in your house or something. Uh, like, hey, uh, hey, overlooking what you're drawing. Just for no, the yeah. record, I fucking hate telltale. So, you know, I like your story better. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, but there, there, was, there was a moment uh, of relief. And that, that was really enjoyable to see that no, you, you weren't just doing that. You know, you weren't going for the shock of, ooh, yeah. look, he was really. He was really shitty, but yeah. no, he he was actually. You know, yeah. there's a lot more to it than you thought there was. Yeah. So I remember that when that issue came out, I told my wife like, "There's probably going to be three things that might make Twitter very dramatic for me when this book comes out. <laughs> One is that the Waynes might have been tied to Nazis, and I was yeah. I, at worst, I was thinking like Captain America freak out. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. who isn't tied to Nazism these days, right? All right, all right, fellas. How about you, Dan? Wrong. cross over here. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was um, Marion Drews. She, her backstory was like uh, yeah. she was like, suicidal, and then she had called. She yeah fell in love with Joker, even though she was a victim. Like I thought that was gonna trigger Harley fans who thought I was gonna be you know hurting the character, hurting her empowerment or whatever. And there was a third thing too, and um, none of those things ended up popping up on the radar. I think I was really happy that my readers were willing to go with it and not freak out, you know? What mm. was it that you saw the biggest pushback from fans at that um, is? Joker, uh, Jack Napier beating up Batman. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. I love that. Like he, I, like I, he I shouldn't saw, be able to? Yeah, yeah like I, Batman's I, I, Batman. He's an Olympic athlete. I saw a couple people start in on that, and I had said, whoa, read back to the page before it. Yeah. And remember that he had just been in a really bad car accident, right. and then he practically fell off a building, right. and he was yeah. gushing blood. Yeah, yeah. I told Matt to go uh, crazy with blood on those. It's um, so one thing I don't like to draw is like a lot of violence and blood, and so I usually that's one thing I'm happy to let my color my colors do. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to make a point. Like Batman's been in a car accident. He's he's severely wounded. Joker has been taking training. The pills are kind of a steroid. And he even says yeah. to Harley when she's training him, he's like, who knows, you know, maybe I'll get lucky. And I mean, at this point, we know Napier is such a brilliant planner. Like, everything basically 
almost went to plan for him. He was freaking jacked, dude. Freaking, <laughs> yeah. He was really I was expecting jacked. him to pull out a crowbar. That would have been... Oh, I know. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah. But I wanted him to choke out Batman with his own belt. It's kind of like that's pretty, the literally yeah, that was, thing, his thing against him once again. Yeah. yeah. I like I like that because I'm I'm sick of like everyone thinking Joker's like a scrawny dude who can't fight. You know, he, I yeah. think he should be deadly on, on every level. He might not be like you know uh, Lady Shiva or Deathstroke, but right. he could fucking you know he could kick some ass. Yeah, 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 man. He's he's wiry. <laughs> yeah, and I I always liked the depiction of Joker being dangerous and hand to hand, like even when Batman's fighting him, because yeah. he's like impossibly fast. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Joker fights like drunken monkey style or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the Joker's so unpredictable. Yeah, he might not be, um, you know, a skilled martial artist, but the degree that Batman is, but you know, he's right. got that unpredictability, crazy. You don't know what's gonna come next. Yeah, yeah. Man, the littlest detail to me that just stuck out so much, and I, I really loved it, was uh, the size of Harley Specs. Hmm. I just, I just, I love that. Her, her glasses. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't Vicky Vale size glasses, like 80s glasses for, yeah, for her. It just, yeah. It just works so great. She's cute. She's cute in that. And, you know, that's the thing. Harley's cute until yeah. you get up close yeah. and she stabs you in the chest <laughs> and she did some Mary. Oh, damn. Yeah. I felt that, man. Yeah. No, that was the, yeah. So I was like, how do we have the, the Neo Joker resolution? I feel like Harley should kick her ass because Harley is working up to this and Harley deserves some kind of revenge. And I thought, well, what if she thought Jack was dead and she just became completely unhinged? And just as she's about to stab and murder Neo, the call on the radio comes in and Jack's alive. And she, she does the right thing. She ties her up. She drives her back, you know? Oh, yeah. Like maybe in a way, like, Joker keeps Harley sane in a way. Yeah, she's a tough girl to survive that chest wound, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, am, am, I, am I correct that somebody tweeted you about the girl standing up to police yeah yeah so yeah was, um, the so there was that famous photo of um um the black lives matter protest where one woman in a dress was standing there like an angel right. and these cops were, fl were flooding in on her and i i thought i mean i really wanted to do a quick nod to some of the problems that we're, we're having and uh what's so funny about that scene is i saw uh two people getting into a fight about that on twitter arguing both sides and uh, like, oh, you know, everyone's saying that White Knight is a, a liberal book, but it's totally not. It's 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 totally like semi-conservative. And one person fires back and they're like, no, it's not like it's got, you know, this it's got that. It's got Black Lives Matter. The conservative fired back. It's like it doesn't have Black Lives Matter. It just has, you know, minorities from um, a neighborhood being mistreated by police. And all they want to do is make things better. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's Black Lives Matter. <laughs> And see, that's another thing that I think resonates with people about this book is that you address and you acknowledge and you you talk about in a smart way current social events. And yeah. I and I and I remember seeing somebody attack you or say something about you that on Twitter, and you answered that in a very transparent way. That I mean, just pretty much shut that argument down. Yeah, from what I, mean, I remember, yeah. I don't have a problem with politics and comics. I mean. Yeah. Somebody started some shit talk on my Instagram one day, and I was like, "Have you fucking read Dark Knight Returns? Just yeah. read that shit." It's there's swastikas. I mean, there's it's Reaganism. It's that is a political yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's all that is, and yeah. that's that's Frank Miller being pissed off about you know living in yeah. New York with a shitty mayor and. Yeah. All sorts of shit going on. Get, Cold War. mugged all the time yeah. and cops not I was doing like, anything. And they didn't even realize it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I was like, yeah. you got to have your so, regular money yeah. and then you got to have your mug money. You, you, right. you know, you know <laughs> that's why Frank. You know that's why Frank drew that variant cover for All Star Batman and Robin, where Batman's punching the cop because he was so fed up with yeah. getting mugged all the time in New York and like, <laughs> oh. no one ever like doing anything. Oh, wow. like, no, that's crazy. They went out to California. Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah, why Sean Murphy it's... wants to have superpower and outrun the cops. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think Sean Murphy's superpower is customer service, man. He That's a really man. shitty like, comic, Captain. Yeah. He'd be, be putting out fire, putting out yeah. these political fires left and right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's yeah. honestly not that hard. I mean, I think we we all have people in our family that voted the way we don't want, and we all have to deal. I mean, I think the, we're all more, way more reasonable than we come across on Twitter. You know. The problem about Twitter is like it 
it has such a separation. Like you're not talking to a person face to face. You're an anonymous person talking to an anonymous person. Yeah, yeah. That are just trying to one up each other. Yeah. The book is political, but I remember trying to tell people it doesn't take sides, and no one believed me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't blame them for not believing me. I did punk rock Jesus. It was like a big fuck you to Christianity. <laughs> like, why should they believe me? I get it. So I was happy when people started reading it that they started to sort of get it. And even people on the right were, were down with it, and people on the left were down with it. And um, I think I actually got the most blowback from um, sort of ex- extreme left left people um mm. oh the the radical left that seems yeah. to be the case all over the board though i know when i was reading it i never thought of it to be overly political oh. i think i was just enjoying the rides too much you know yeah. the fucking uh i mean the chases and yeah, shit yeah. Well, it's, 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 i mean we're a, we're a pretty balanced group as far yeah. as like i mean you know we all have our our beliefs and thoughts or whatever but i yeah. i think that all across the board as a group we all see things one way but we can come to agree even if we yeah. disagree on things so yeah. this book didn't inflame any motion either right or left because right. you know we're we're a balanced you know type right. of person so when we read it we're seeing it from both sides yeah it's like you know uh, napier has a fucking point yeah. you know and again batman has very a- good points yeah so I mean, that's the thing and honestly like i my friends who voted for trump i mean we still have 80 percent of things in common he, he doesn't like the trump tweets about north korea he doesn't like the stormy daniels thing i mean yeah. he doesn't like that how decorum has has suffered he doesn't like most of the things like he and i are both yeah. down with you know i we disagree on gun control but um generally we have most things in common and it's, it's easy to forget that on twitter um but i think in the end like when people look back at white knight they'll probably say this is definitely done in the age of trump not that trump is the joker or that um but just you have the idea of like the most unlikely person somehow spinning his way into complete control and what does that do to everybody you know yeah so the joker is kanye west it's kind of like it's kind of like you know batman has this fear of doesn't anyone see who this psychopathic murderer is why am i the only one seeing that yeah. but you know joker has a rallying cry for people who are like we're fed up with it it's, it's over yeah and they're wi- they're willing to go and follow a murderer which is kind of like what happened yeah. you know in politics it's like you don't necessarily love trump but right. you you you're fed up with the way things were you want to change yeah. the way things were and this is what happened this was yeah. the result in a way like yeah. you know if if you compare jack napier to trump napier is cleaner he doesn't make mis- mistakes like that you know, Wrong. he seems to be thinking steps ahead, whereas you know, Trump. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I wish Trump was as groomed and as careful and <laughs> meticulous as, as nature was. You know, and I'm not saying Trump is Joker. I'm not taking a political stance. But as far as like the decorum goes, like you can make an argument that like Trump's more like Batman in your book. You know, because yeah, he's well, like, that's funny. There's there's the people that there's people that think like Conan the Barbarian is basically a metaphor for Reaganism and. It's super right winger movie, and I don't know. I think they read too much into it. And I never really thought of Batman as being the Republican fist of justice or anything like that. Like I know the words um, uh, "war on crime" have become politicized, and yeah, there are books literally called "War on Crime" with Batman. But I don't know. I never really saw him as Republican or Democrat. I think he's sort of just trying to do the right thing. He's sort of a centrist in a way, you know. We're gonna build the yeah. fleet of Batmobiles. We're gonna call it the GTO. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna make. We're gonna make. We're gonna make Batman pay for it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you should grab some of uh, Nap- Napier's monologues and read it with a Trump voice. That would be great. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, 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 that's true. You wanted it to be eight issues as opposed to twelve. Is that no? Right? So what happened was, um, I pitched it as eight, and they said, yeah. uh, "Let's just do it seven, and we'll have the last issue be, you know, forty-four or forty-four pages." So it was solicited as seven issues, and then they saw the numbers and like, you know what? Let's just make it eight, and we'll make it longer, yeah. we'll make more money off it. So the the page count has stayed the same since the beginning. Right. Um, but yeah, I can see why it would be confusing for people from the outside. Uh, we, we talked earlier about Matt's colors and sort of what you had told him uh, you wanted the direction to be, you know, uh, mm. what you sort of wanted him to work with. Yeah. Uh, there was an issue in particular, I feel like it was maybe issue six or so, uh, the one where we got the, the look at Jason Todd with Joker. Yeah, the uh, super colors on that one. Yeah. yeah very now, bright. In that, yeah, in that issue, aside from that page, the only like that was the only page that had bright colors in it, and yeah. really the only place that any bright color appeared was pages that were Harley, and it was just her red coat. 
yeah. everything else is sort of duller muted colors. Was that yeah. was that intentional? Was that instructed for that issue, or is that just how it yeah. worked out? Well, so Harley's Red sort of came from um, Schindler's List when you follow it's a black and white movie, but there's this one little girl with a pink coat for a short part of it. And I thought it would be neat to have a basically black and white book where at least everything is muted down. And the only spot of color is, is Harley, who ends up, you know, sort of being the white knight in the end. So that was one reason why I wanted to make her stand out. And two, Red is such a great color, such a powerful color. Um, in the animated series, season four, the sky is always red. Yeah, red just kind of works. But the yellow and the brightness of the flashback, I, t- I told Matt to go crazy. I said, you know what, do your witch's colors. Like, go, like, acid. Because I knew I'd been holding him back for eight issues, so I wanted to let him do his thing. But basically what I told him was, hey, colorist, color the book, but don't use color. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> but yeah, with the flashback, I would wear... Napier is reaching into his his consciousness with Batman's help and Batman's sort of guiding him into figuring out what Joker is keeping from him and then he remembers oh wait Jason's alive um I thought that would be a good time to really let Matt like flex his muscle you know yeah and it came across great I mean there's you could tell there's the emotion that comes across when there's moments of certain you know colors being kind of a little more uh, muted versus bright and crazy is is uh definitely yeah. like you hit it you guys hit it so yeah yeah well it's funny though one it... my, my biggest um worry with the whole book my biggest mistake i made was i accidentally reversed the robins with the jason todd thing and uh i remember i needed a reason for harley to leave joker like she freaked out because he went too far and like what does he do what does he do i know we'll have like an easter egg we'll just throw jason todd in there and that'll be kind of cool like what if jason todd's drama was what finally made harley walk away. And uh, I tossed it in there not thinking that Jason Todd would be a big, big deal. I thought it would just be a quick like, oh yeah, that's clever. And then people would just move on. But everyone, they liked that idea, but they were split. Half the people thought it was fine. Half the people were what, confused why the orders of the Robins switched. And the answer is, as much research as I tried to do, I totally forgot that by having that flashback, it reversed the Robins. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and like in hindsight, I'm wondering if I needed to make that mistake or if it would have been better to keep the orders the same, but still somehow have the same story. I don't know. It made things, you know, I, I, when I was reading it, I, mean, I don't I don't think I read too much into it, but for me, what it did, it just it made things more interesting. You know, it, it, it definitely made that death, quote unquote death, um, more meaningful to the family because most people see um, Dick, you know, as the seasoned, you know, he's the one that went through the transition of being Robin, not dying, mm-hmm. and then and then becoming his own thing. So he has that transition behind him that uh, Jason never got an opportunity for. And it, al- it almost makes Jason's death that much more or quote unquote death that right, much right. more tragic. It makes his story that much more tragic. So I yeah. thought it was cool because I was like, oh, shit, this elevates that a little bit more you know it adds yeah. it more to what yeah. you're trying to do you guys seem like you're willing to, to go with it but i know a lot of readers really get oh stuck dude, up we, on... we're willing to look at the creative process of anybody if it's good yeah. and if if they put passion and, and what they believe yeah. into it then we'll yeah. we'll go with it so yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, messaging you after reading that issue and you know just not asking a question about it but you know just pointing out that that i noticed it and yeah. wondering if Probably. you were up to something Robin was yeah. like, "What the fuck, Sean?" And and, uh, and you you didn't exactly answer, and that made me even more curious. Like, hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and you're probably like the tenth person to to write that day, and uh, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I, I I admit I screwed up <laughs> the order, and there was no reason to just confuse people like that because it didn't add anything to the story. It just made it confusing. But it seemed like a lot of people didn't care. Like, if I had a whole series of mistakes like that, I think people would start to really get annoyed. But if that's the one flaw and otherwise generally healthy book i think people can you know look past it but yeah it's definitely an error that i made <laughs> i love this page when jack's doing uh, legal research and he's in that library oh yeah the spiral staircase wait what was the reference for that like where did you find that yeah, image just made it up man um Re- really yeah I, I, I knew well the hardest thing for me to draw is a spiral staircase so i'm like all right well i love those old wrought iron staircases it really adds some character to arkham I don't know why Arkham has such a complete library for maniacs, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted the, that that scene. I mean, especially when you go back and reread it, and um, the doctor, um, what's her name? Leslie Tompkins. Thank you. Leslie Tompkins oh. says, "Hey, I just gave Jack an IQ test. He's super smart. He's very focused, <laughs> and I think you guys need to be worried." <laughs> 
And yeah. she was absolutely right. <laughs> but yeah, some of the other two, when I, I had fun drawing that first issue, but it raised questions like, why would they let Jack Joker have all of these sharp plastic objects in his cell? It just seems like a risk. <laughs> and I'm like, well, throw in a line there. Like, oh, he's never actually uh, attacked, attacked anybody in prison. So it's kind of like, eh, I'll fudge the numbers a bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I find that the, for, for comic book science is if something is sufficiently cool, people will go with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It does absolutely. tons of stuff that I think that I did that would not work if it was a movie. But because it's a comic, it's just sort of exactly. seen through a different lens, you know? Yeah. And that's why the, that's what the comics are the best yeah. Scott, like to me anyway. Scott did something like that with uh, with Joker, like his cell in Arkham. Like how Joker was able to like slip in and out of his cell and mm-hmm. have freedom of Arkham Asylum. is like he just knew all the yeah. personal information for all the guards, so he just fucking killed their whole family if they said anything. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm. yeah. Everyone was just oh, scared, yeah, you know? Right. So. Yeah. For the, uh, for the maybe sequel, um, what I'm having Jack <laughs> Joker do is, um, when, jo- when Jack has this whole thing about um, they would release the Joker to scare everybody, these elites, you know, he kind of creates this uh, society of elites that's holding everybody down, the one percenters, the evil people, you know, in charge. And, uh, you know, when he says that at the beginning, it's sort of mostly spin and rhetoric. But I think in a sequel, what we find out is he's actually right on the money. And that uh, Joker was released consciously by the warden of Arkham um, for whatever reason, you know. So that explains why there's this revolving door for all these years, you know. (laughs) But, you know, maybe there won't be a sequel, so you never know. I think we know. Oh, we have to see Mary Mary Andrews again. I like. Yeah, her. she's fine. You know, you know, <laughs> Scott Scott Snyder actually mentioned wanting to write a. a oh a, shit! A, a oh, shit. yeah, like Damn. a Neo Joker by Scott. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, make, make Neo Joker great again. <laughs> yeah, I had a um, I submitted a spinoff of Mr. Freeze to DC last oh. week. Um, like a two-issue thing, maybe drawn by Klaus Janssen. Um, like a World War II story about what happened and how oh, he, and, he and Nora are, are super connected in ways no one ever thought. And it was, a, it was a sort of a Thomas Wayne story. But the, the notes came back from DC, like, we need Batman in it. And I'm like, really? Like, Mr. Freeze. People <laughs> love Freeze. It's like, it's like the default on everything. Uh, we need Batman in it. It's more Batman. <laughs> What I should have done is just started drawing it, and then just yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you asking permission? I don't know. Man? I lost yeah. my nerve. Went against your first rule. I'm against you. You've yeah. been taking those Napier pills, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. But Sean, awesome. was uh, this was a pleasure and a treat, man. You have no idea a, how much yeah, we were anticipating yeah. it. How excited well, we were to have you on. Well, your wife also didn't read your book, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're the ones who care, man. Yeah. Exactly. You guys are my real life. Well, better get those water pistols. Out <laughs> yeah, we're gonna wait for ten minutes. Yeah. Thank you again, much, guys. Thanks for Absolutely. bringing uh, Dan DiDio and Jason Statham with you. <laughs> this is Sean Murphy. You guys are listening to Bat Force Radio, and I can bench Scott Snyder against his will. Hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Batforce Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.